I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. This isn't a robbery. Hands in the sky if you got a drink. Learn nothing was blocking me. I was the problem, the only one stopping me. I didn't like it, I had to refocus. Now I'm devoted, I know where I'm going. Controlling emotions, I'm owning the moment. In order to get it, see, you gotta want it. So how frequently should I post the same ad flyers on LinkedIn? LinkedIn advertising as a whole is the best platform, I feel, uh, for anybody to directly and strategically target your demographic. So if you have a service or a product, you can go down the path of Google search, but what if they're not searching or what if the search is so broad that you can't really niche and focus on, on the exact demographic that you want, that's where LinkedIn ads comes in. So this question talking about the creative side behind it, the way that we do it is when we do a LinkedIn ad campaign, um, the main area that we focus on is the sponsored content. So it's where it's showing up in the center of the feed. What you want to do is at least have two. Um, typically, we go for four different pieces of creative in the campaign that will recycle through over the first 30 days. So what does that mean? Somebody goes to LinkedIn, they're scrolling through their newsfeed. Your, your campaign is specifically targeting them based on their industry they're in, their job function, their geographic location, whatever it is. Hopefully your ad creative in the copy is good to where it's relevant, right? If you're talking about robotics and you're, and you're, um, you're advertising it to people that are in real estate, it's not going to matter. And you're just wasting clicks and wasting money um, because LinkedIn advertising is extremely expensive when you compare it to Facebook and Google. You want to have different creatives in there, not necessarily from an A-B test standpoint, but let's say that we're going to do a graphic and the graphic's going to show up in the person's newsfeed. And the whole purpose behind the call to action for that is for them to either fill out a form or visit your website or, or get download something, something like that. You want to try and have four different creatives with it because if they don't click the first time they see it, as they come in a day later, six hours later, a week later, you don't want to be showing them the same creative. They didn't click the first time. It didn't catch their attention. Maybe were they overlooking it? Possibly. But in reality, it wasn't eye-catching enough or relevant enough for them to stop, pause, and read it and click it. So you want to have four different things in rotation put them out there. And what we would do is we would look at the end of two weeks, at the end of 30 days, we would see which creative is getting the most click-through rate. All right, let's say it's these two and these are getting 7%, 8% click-through rate. And the other ones are only getting like 2% or less than 2%. Now LinkedIn will, there's an option where you could say, show the ones that are getting clicked the most, the most in the campaign. So LinkedIn will adjust the campaign based on engagement and show those more frequently. You can look at it and say, all right, these two that are the lowest performers, those are out for month number two. I'm going to bring in two other creative pieces, add those to the mix of four, and I'm going to show those four and then monitor and track it after two weeks, after, after three weeks, 30 days, look at what's performing the best and then kick those guys out. Now you could go down the path of saying, all right, every month I'm going to have four different new creative pieces and then I'm going to test them all. So I'm gonna run a campaign with four pieces. I'm gonna look at what, what was it that is the common denominator in these top two performers, create four new graphics based on your assumption of what it was that, that made the person click, then create those graphics based on that, try and get all four of them to follow that whatever methodology is, and then push those out there. You're only gonna get one winner at the end of the day that gets the most clicks, but I always look at the top two. And then you can kick those out, create two more for the second month, third month, so on and so forth until you've exhausted the campaign and reached your goal. But you really need to recycle that to where you don't want to just have one piece out there or two pieces out there. 
I've always found over the last four years, we've been doing LinkedIn advertising campaigns that four is the magic number because you can get enough of a mix to do A-B testing, not literal A-B testing within the platform, but doing different things to be able to show people those things and then let them decide what is the most engaging piece. So I've always found four to be the magic number. It could change. Right now it's four. I'm just starting to post company content on my personal LinkedIn page because engagement seems better than on the company page. How much emphasis should I put on each? So the whole thing is that your LinkedIn company page typically doesn't have a ton of followers. Um, now, if you're working at a big company that's got 60,000 followers on it, this doesn't really fit. Um, but the general strategy should remain the same. What you want to do is post it on your LinkedIn company page because you want to grow those followers. But you, if you don't have a lot, there's not going to be a lot of engagement. So then from there, what you do is you need to share it to your personal profile. So always, you know, like you can invite people to follow your company page. You can do 100 people at a time, 100 outstanding invites to follow your company page. But on the personal side, you can send out 100 connection requests a week. So just look at it from that standpoint. You can grow your personal profile faster than you can your LinkedIn company page followers. So with that being said, I would post the content on the company page, share it to your personal page, add stuff to it, add the right hashtags, do that on a daily basis so people see, oh, this person, and let's say they got 5,000 followers, 500 followers, and they're growing. This person posted this. It's from this company. They work at that company. And then put something that says, hey, be sure to follow the company page to get this content directly in your newsfeed. That's a great strategy that we've used for years to build up company page followers is get the people that are boosting up their personal profile to share the content. Now, the flip side of that, you can create the same content on your, you can take the content from the company page and post on your personal pro profile. But if at the end of the day, you really want to move people over to follow that company page because LinkedIn algorithm changes happen all the time. What are they putting first company page content or personal profile content? So you really want to do a mix of both and at least to get started and really pushing out there hard, continue to grow your LinkedIn network personally, because that's the tool that you're going to use when the company does post something on the company page post it there. And if, and if you're a company of like three or you're just getting started, post it on the company page first, have your employees share it, not only like it and comment if you want, but also share it. And then it goes out through your personal profile to all of your network. And then as you continue to grow and scale your network, more people will see that you're posting this every day. It'll come from your company page. It's they're then more likely to hit that follow button and follow your company page. I don't want to say do both, but when, when we first started six years ago, it was all about we want to get followers to the company brand. And then since then, we've adjusted slightly because my reach is, is so much higher uh, personally than it is on the company page. So there are times that we share content from the company page to my personal profile, but we create so much content that it typically just goes out from my personal pro profile and we follow the numbers less on the company side, but we're in a little bit of a different situation. In my prospecting strategy, how much time should I spend on fish, whales, and sharks? So we've talked about this a lot um, and I've answered it a lot, but I feel like what we should focus on is, is like the, can you handle it standpoint? So, so you could look at my other content about where to focus your attention, but I would say the first thing you have to ask yourself, especially if you're new at a company, can your company handle a giant whale? Can they handle five of them? I mean, whales meaning big companies that are going to spend a significant amount of money uh, at your company, whether it's a service or a product that you have, if you focus too much on the whales, 
and you put all your eggs in that basket and two or three or four of them hit and become customers, is that going to drown your company? Because you don't want to be adding clients if their customer experience, once they become a client, is in the dumps, right? You want to control the growth and you want to be strategic. So I would say you have to, to, to assess your current situation, talk to upper management, talk to the owners if you're a smaller business and be like, all right, look, I've got these hundred giant companies that I know that our solution uh, or that our product, our service can provide a solution to them. I, I know that they have a need. I want to go after them strategically and do account-based marketing, account-based sales, things like that. What if I get three of them and they all sign this month? What will happen? And your your owners may be like, and the upper management may be like, dude, it's good. We can, we can handle that. Okay, what's the cap though? What if we get 30 of them to all sign in the first month? And you could do a dance around like, oh yeah, we're going to onboard you or we can get you that solution or we're going to send people out there to have meetings or to kick this thing off or whatnot. But you can dance around that a little bit. But if in like month one, end of month one, they're not getting the service that they want, they're not, the project's not moving along fast enough, then you have to go into it knowing like we can handle a certain amount of big customers we can handle a certain amount of medium-sized customers, which are the sharks, and then we can handle a certain amount of small customers. Um, sometimes those small customers come with a lot of legwork and a lot of time behind it that the employees have to put in to get the project up and running. So don't underestimate the workload that that may take. It may be small dollars. Maybe if, if you're a manufacturing service provider, uh, oh, fish may be like, hey, look, I've got I've got a $25,000 a year project that I can give to you, whereas the whale's like, all right, I've got a $2.5 million opportunity for you to provide pricing on. And you may be like, hey, it's $25,000. That's going to be easy. Sometimes those guys are the hardest to deal with and they require the most attention. Whereas the bigger companies require less because they're more methodical with the things that they do. They're used to moving tools or used to onboarding new vendors or things like that. But you really got to look at it from the standpoint of what can we handle, right? Because the salespeople need to be going after what the company can handle so the company doesn't fail once you get it. So once you figure out what can we handle, you really want to break it down. Like I've said before, you want to focus a certain amount of attention, split it across all three and say, I'm going to, I'm going to go after the whales. I know it's a longer sales cycle. I know it's a longer um, time to when I can close them. So I want to push that, push those efforts out there as fast as possible because it is longer. Whereas the medium and smaller guys, maybe it takes less amount of time so you can close them faster. You want to push them and start them all at the same time, but maybe you focus your attention more on the, the medium-sized companies or the smaller ones because those people you could turn and burn faster, whereas the whales, it's just consistent uh, nurturing and consistent, hey, we're here. Here's some more content. Here's some more content every couple of weeks. Don't forget about them. Don't give up. Just keep on pushing along until you finally break through. But keep in mind, you got to ask the question of what if I get these 10 people, what's going to happen? And if you think that it's going to kill you, then that's not going to be a good situation. So talk to upper management and ownership about that strategy and figure it out kind of together. And then from there, do it every single day and be consistent and go out there and crush it. That's it for the show today, guys. Guys, as always, we go live twice a week unless Kyle is busy building up the new facility. Monday's all about Q&A. Send your questions into Ask Kyle at mfgtribe.com and we will pull them up and then we go live and answer questions live for you guys. Wednesdays is all about sales and marketing. We pick a topic, I talk about it for 30 minutes, you guys engage, come to the show. They're both at noon Central Standard Time uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, follow me on LinkedIn, send me a connection request and just send all the love you guys can to people that need to know this information. Share it with them so we can keep getting our message out. And we will see you on the next one.
Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.